Welcome to our Doom Podcast. My name's Brandon McIntosh. I'm your host, Dare, with my co-hosts on the screen across from me, Tyler Shashma. Howdy. Here he is. Hey. Howdy. How are you? We've uh, we've been off for a few weeks. We haven't done one in a little in a little bit. We've uh, I get I guess we're getting a little busy. You just take a little time off, right? You can't talk about this negative shit all the time. <laughs> Gotta take a break. Um. Yeah. Sure. Uh, feels good. It's not like uh, horrible events have stopped happening. They're still happening. Time, like, uh, time, God, where do you? Be? Time kind of slipped away from us there. Yeah, time's real slippery right now. Here, it's slipping and sliding in both directions. Like I've never experienced a full day where I'm like that flew by and took forever. Like how does that make sense? Crazy. They're gonna have to get some new clocks, some slippery clocks, to calculate all this slippery time. <laughs> It is weird seeing the world. <laughs> this sounds like a horrible. Sounds like a horrible way to describe some greasy sex. <laughs> like, can I have some slippery, slippery time with me? We're slipping through time. But what do you think about the theory that uh, we are just in some weird time loop right now with all the horrible shit going on? Like some hi- like the hydrogen collider blew up something and we are just in an uh, alternate time loop like it's going too fast like time's going faster for some reason no we're just in like a time that we're not supposed to be in or a time we're not supposed to be yeah what, what time are we supposed to be in i don't know one that okay good time uh, yeah instead of a bad time a better time <laughs> i don't know time slips i know i'm slippery we just want to let the good times roll and right now only bad times are rolling it's a slippery time there's a uh, Where's the CCR song about that? Huh? Come on, John Fogarty. Save the world. I'm asking too much of John Fogarty. Yeah. But, um, yeah, do you know they're actually turning on? Well, they're beginning construction of uh, a device to uh, try and create nuclear fusion, which is how the f- sun operates. So we're trying to create that here on Earth. That's probably. Um, you know, have you if you you've heard of nuclear fusion? It sounds scary. Anything fused with nuclear, nuclear fusion would be uh, pretty uh, scary. No, I haven't heard of it. It's uh, it's uh, I am seeing less scary things, more optimistic things about it because I'm sure for a long time it was very theoretical, and uh, you know, I'm sh- you know, it took a lot of work to actually pull something off like this. Like it looks like one of those, you know devices you see where they smash the two atoms together was it yeah that's what i was boson device that's what i was talking about just a second ago yeah so that's what this thing kind of looks like uh in the pictures but it's once it's constructed they're going to try and create nuclear fusion which is a very clean very powerful energy source you know they were comparing it i don't know why they use this example they said uh about a pineapple size of this amount of this fuel is equal to like ten thousand tons of coal or something crazy like that like why pineapple yeah, well, the pineapple is a weird point of reference you could have went with cantaloupe i know there's jagged points coming out why don't you use something that's more round like a cantaloupe like scientists are terrible at using they use a lot of fruit and vegetable uh analogies for different things i think you have experienced right <laughs> didn't the doctor call your testicle some kind of fruit all sorts of fruit <laughs> All sorts of fruits. It's, uh, yeah. it's appropriate to use food comparisons. 
in science, I think. Yeah. So but a pineapple, that's a, maybe that's what their plan is. They're going to use the pineapples. They're going to fill them up with nuclear fusion. That's... <laughs> that's uh, it sounds like a delicious drink. Um, uh, pineapple. Pineapple nuclear fusion. It sounds, sounds like you'll get so real good. drunk at spring break on those. <laughs> Sounds so good. But uh, I don't think we could have spring break. But what, what's the purpose of the pineapple full of nuclear fusion? How is that going to help us bend time and change time? No, I don't think it's anything to do with time. I oh. think they're just going to try and create a mini sun on the Earth and hopefully uh, doesn't cause a, you know, the Earth to explode or God knows. I don't know what could go wrong. Well, it's probably a test like this. Sounds like a lot. It's probably going to burn a lot of people sun burns people yeah i think they're gonna try and contain it in a pineapple like, yeah, <laughs> inside a pineapple like the... they're probably they're probably <laughs> gonna there's energy in a pineapple you're gonna burn the pineapple for sure <laughs> but like it, it's okay it's that. gonna be really hot right i get i know it's gonna have other energy coming off of it but the first energy coming off of it's gonna be heat like the thing's gonna put off a lot of heat i would imagine that's the point. It's just gonna be emanating so much energy if this thing is actually pulled off and this could replace uh this could replace everything we have every coal mine like every windmill like everything from like the shitty coal to the green industry could be replaced by this because it's so efficient it sounds really if if it's successful sounds really positive there's got to be a negative like if it explodes oh the negative is uh yeah they're making a sun on the earth and if it goes bad it is i'm sure something incredibly terrible could happen yeah but I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I don't know what could go wrong. It's pretty Let scary, the though. Deal with it. It's pretty scary to try to create your own sun. Like I know. I want. You don't know what's gonna happen. My own sun. But maybe it is. Like maybe in a hundred years, everyone's gonna have their own nuclear fusion pineapple in their house. Like everyone had a wood stove a hundred years ago. You know. And now everyone's got a microwave oven. Yeah, it just operates everything in your house forever. Yeah, it's just like or and it would like you wouldn't have to pay for it. It would be such a so easy to create if it was like put out to the masses and sold uh, like throughout the world. Like it wouldn't cost you anything, which is a huge issue for major corporations running the energy game right now. Right? Yeah, like you oil industry, hydro and coal industry, natural biofuel industry, like yeah. It's like, hey, you can't just come in here with your free shit. Like, it's going to be a war like there is with everything. Imagine it's, like, super easy to make, too. Like, the recipe to make nuclear fusion is just stuff you can get at home hardware. And so it's, like, super easy, and everyone's like, okay, just make your own nuclear fusion, run your own house, your own lights, <laughs> and it saves the world. But pisses off those corporations. Everyone's got their own fucking nuclear fusion pineapples. I don't know. You know, they flag people when they buy things for meth at the hardware yeah. store. Now they're going to be flagging people for making nuclear reactors. Making their own nuclear reactors. Like, all right, all right. We, that's just, just. I think you need some genius kids for that, right? Yeah. I feel like that's something like genius children. Do. That's a hilarious. Like build nuclear reactors in the basement. That's a hilarious movie plot. A bunch of genius kids start making nuclear reactors to fuel their little small town, <laughs> and then these big fucking oil companies and stuff get onto them. Start. Yeah, it's like we're gonna save the world, and then at the end, the sun just explodes. Like the sun <laughs> that they created. We can't all be happy endings, right? That's true. It doesn't. But look uh, like speaking it of explosions, man, did you see? Did you see that explosion in Beirut? 
I haven't seen it's it yet. Actually, right now. actually, I had not seen. It. I see. I saw some still images of it right before we started talking. So I have the video queued up right now. Um, maybe I'll take a yeah, little. By the time anyone actually hears me saying this, like it's going to be in the news for a few days, and it's it's going to get intense. Like uh, it was only yesterday when these the videos were taken. Right? They didn't even have a full death toll, but at least. At least a hundred of an explosion. A hundred and thirty-five people killed. It says on the bottom of the screen here. I'm just watching it now. Oh, it is a big explosion, isn't it? I'm just seeing some of the damage. Yeah, there's all now. kinds of angles. It. I'm just seeing damage. I want to see the actual. The thing damage come down. is wild. What is it that exploded? Uh, I guess nitrate. Um, is some chemical that was being stored. I think it must have been on a ship, or at least on. In some storage containers at the harbor there, but something caught fire. Almost looked like fireworks were going off. But over 2,000 tons of nitrate exploded, which is insane. Like that's like uh, for instance, they're like comparing it to uh, they compared to the Oklahoma bombing uh, that happened that terrorist attack that happened in the states in like the 80s. He used nitrate, but he used like Unabomber. Like a small amount, like less than a ton of nitrate, and that took out a whole building. This is two thousand tons of nitrate. Yeah, it took out a whole fucking city block. No thanks. Like, yeah, that's insane. That's a yeah. There's something fascinating about explosion videos, but that one is terrifying. Like the whole, just that you see that wall of energy just flying at the cameras. Like every angle to get it, you just see. Looks like a looks like a nuclear bomb is dropped. Like the mushroom cloud from it. Yeah, maybe we don't Shattered. want. Oh, there! It, oh, there it goes! Oh, I just saw it! I just saw it from a really good cell phone angle. Wow, that is crazy. That is like a nuclear explosion. I just lost the power. I might lose the internet. We don't need nuclear fusion pineapples if that's what they're going to do. Power it up for like one second. Fuck. Okay. I think I saw the video. Got excited and Brandon froze. I have to wait. Yeah, the power just went out for like a second there. It's, uh, I don't know what caused that one. Know, every time the power it's goes weird. out now, I just think that's going to be, that's the last time I'm going to see power. I think, and just, it's never going to come back. Yeah. That's, that's why. You ever get it's... that feeling when the power goes out? Like, this is it? Yeah, especially lately, anytime it goes out, it's like, well, we might be done, you know? And I was just saying, like, we need to get self-sustaining and, <laughs> and get a fucking wood stove and you know you know at least fucking because then you can you can do a lot with the woods i know it's it's gonna be too late it's gonna be too late everyone's gonna be like all right how do i make my own wood stove google no can't do that all right what plants can i eat google can't do that i know gotta get those i got i got a couple of those books a couple of the surviving in the bush books and i think i'll be okay but I, mean, I, mean, yeah. I want to do it sooner rather than yeah. later so it's not too late but the way the world's going it could be too late the next time the power goes out it's funny though your power went out yeah. your power went out as soon as I saw the explosion actually I was watching the explosion wow video. that big of an explosion it affected YouTube and rippled through I, to my I saw internet. it and my hell of an my explosion unit, when I saw it the energy from my reaction went through our fabricated universe and made your power go out 
quit. Don't do I, that again. I'll try. I can't. I don't know what I can control. But goddamn, yeah, my heart goes out to Beirut, and I can't believe that happened. Out of all the shit already happening in this cursed year, now there's a giant ass explosion that rocked this yeah. city. Just, just for that no makes reason. you fear. I'm sure there's some negligence. That makes you fear, like, uh, fucking nuclear power or fucking energy or what was it nitrate makes you fear any explosions nitrate the fact that they're just that's just hanging out at the port that's just they have containers at the port and it can do that it's like where else are there giant shipping containers full of this shit yeah. just sitting around waiting to well, go you know me huh? wait for some security guard to go in his smoke break and just like stand too close oh yeah you know me i'm terrified of fucking those big oil riggers you see on the highway every time someone tosses a lit cigarette butt out the window i'm terrified that's gonna bounce up and explode (laughs) some final destination shit just starts happening but yeah hopefully uh hopefully they can get through this because uh they blew up a huge their granary uh they lost like a huge supply of grain I think they only have a month's worth of food left. Like, that was their main port that blew up. Like, they, they have nothing going in and out now. Like, they're, they're going to, like, if the world doesn't pitch in, they're going to face collapse. That's wild. Like, uh, pretty quickly. Suspicious. Like, because they got a lot, of, a lot of their links were, were cut. That's terrifying. But, uh, well, let's let's talk about something a little more fun. Um, this guy, he uh, he's from the UK. He, um... He was down on his luck. He uh, he lost his penis to a blood infection. Uh, the doctors had to amputate it. Now that's a shit life. He thought his life was doomed. Uh, he'd spend the rest of his days just drinking in the bar. But uh, scientists have a miracle cure for him. They're going to rebuild his penis. But they're going to do it on his arm. So they're going to reconstruct the penis on his arm. Why? Which is... Uh, Why would it... I guess that's the best place did, to do it. I think he, it a lot, has a lot to do with blood flow. Did he request that? And, oh, so like the, <laughs> they're doing it for like function functionality. <laughs> so his groin area can't yeah, function. Yeah, I don't think he requested anymore it anymore because of the blood. Yeah, it's not like, hey, can you? Uh, I, I want my dick back, but not where it used to be. I just want it on my. Put right my stuff. right my elbow <laughs> ditch there, so I can I can just. Uh, you know, <laughs> urinate out the window while I'm driving. Is, is that? Yeah, there's probably. Lots is of that why they're put? Drive. They're putting it back on for function purposes, I guess. Like, so he'll be able to use it to urinate and to ejaculate. Yeah, eventually they're going to move it back to where it belongs. But as far as growing it, uh, they need, I guess, a part of the body that has like good circulation and blood flow, and uh, you know, is is safe enough to grow on. Because right. like. I, I have you heard of it before? Like when people lose their appendage, like their nose or their ears or whatever, sometimes they'll grow them on their arm or some weird part of their body, right? I did. Uh, I did not know. I did I not know, know why. that. <laughs> I I don't know the science behind it. Uh, I guess it's a good part. You know, they even consider the leg, but uh, the arm was the best bet. Uh, I guess it's better than nothing, right? You want to get that. You want to get your pecker back. Yeah. Had to grow it somewhere. <coughs> I, uh, but, uh, four years, four years. This guy had his dick growing on his arm. Oh, so he already did it. He's he grown his full dong on his arm. He's living life, and he's still going to the bar. But at least he has some something fun to talk about now, right? Does he have to at least, just be that guy at the bar? Does he like? Wear, does he have to wear long sleeves? 
Because it would be indecent exposure if he... Oh, yeah, he wears long sleeves. I want to know how functional it is. Is it, like, if it's cold out, does it shrink up like a uh, normal dick does in the cold? Does it shrink right up? Can he get erections on his arm? Like, if he's sexually aroused, does this just, like, his shirt... <laughs> just his sleeve just start slowly unbuttoning? <laughs> his dick pops out? Yeah, I... So many questions. I don't know. I feel like the dick is where it is on the body for a reason, you know? It's kind of central. Everything can funnel to the, you know, one spot. Like, I feel like to function, yeah, to function, he'd have to, like, curl over and, like, it'd be real dribbly. I'm sure it's a real dribbly dick growing on your forearm. Yeah. And I don't think they've connected his bladder. It's not, right? it's not going to be like a, a pretty dick. It's just flesh. It's not going to be, like, a fucking... And like, does he get, does he get to have a big one? Like, do the doctors decide? All right, you're getting a little one. Does he only have so much skin, or is he like, can he pay extra to have that extra skin graft just to have a big hog? He just stays, just like a third he arm. He stays uh, away from the hospital, growing it till it's the size that he prefers. I don't know. <laughs> just keeps growing like a pumpkin, right? Just give it one more year, doctor. It's still growing. <laughs> Um, I just keep rubbing. I'll just keep rubbing it with avocado oil, and it'll be big and plump one day. That's weird. I don't know why. You, I don't, I don't know why you him. told me that story. I don't know either. I, I just saw it, and I just had to talk about it because uh, I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't. I, didn't I always know. said if I if I yeah. like uh, if I needed a skin graft because of a horrible burn or something, I got a lot of nut skin, so I'll be all right. Yeah, there you go. You got reserve skin. If, if you ever get in a fire, just pull some of that nut skin off. They could probably stretch yeah. it real good. It's real stretchy. I can like collect water with it, like a bat's wing, like a like a like a like a like, good, good like a pelican's skill. beak. You can dangle it in the water and catch it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, an, it's like a fishing net. Yeah, so um, so you're set. You got that big nut that's gonna get you through. Most people don't have big nuts. That extra skin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If, um, if I lost my dick, they can grow it anywhere they want on me. As long as they're going to put it back. Like that is. They are going to put it back. Put it where it belongs. It would suck if it, like, that was yeah. all broken and they had to keep it on his forearm and he had to pit it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. He had to piss and come out of his forearm. It's like, we can't put it back down there, but we can connect everything to the arm. Like, how about that? We can't remove the, Yeah, what if it kills him if it removes it from his arm? I'd say give me another one on both hands, like Spider-Man, yeah. right? <laughs> You'd be a whole other superhero with, the, with those appendages. I don't think there's going to be too many children's cartoons about you. It sucked, though, because you could only... If, like, you hurt your wrist or something, you couldn't whack off with the other hand. You could only whack off with the one hand that wasn't the arm that it's on, right? Uh, yeah, 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 I, yeah, really I guess he can blow like himself. Just... Yeah, it would be it would be easier to <laughs> blow yourself. I'm sure, I'm sure he's tried yeah, it. Yeah. Having a dick on his arm, he's probably blown himself. Yeah, just he probably, probably wakes up every morning like that with his arm across his face, doesn't realize, <laughs> choking on his own dick. <laughs> Waking up every morning like uh, <laughs> this is my life. Uh, we're doomed, Brandon. I know. I, I, don't, I don't have any good transition from a, from a guy with a dick on his arm to anything else we're talking about. So. 
let's just move on. Just move on. Let's go on to the main topic today. Because over these last two weeks, a uh, very exciting news article came out, um, at least to me. Uh, I know some other people have been excited, but it's not getting the traction I hoped. But this is, of course, the New York Times article, uh, the recent article about UFOs, the UFO program, and possibly having uh, material that is not from this world, and uh, downed crafts, as they mentioned. So... Have you read this full article, Tyler? I did read the full article, Brandon. I it's good. I, I think a, I saw it. I, it's, I, it's a longer one. There's. I saw it early on and posted it on our yeah. our page. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I've been waiting for this article, and it's 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 not too long. I suggest you go out and read it if you haven't. They're actually it. giving that that like, fucking. Like there's no reason not. They're to. actually giving that one alien wiener some credit. That guy that have been discredited for so long, fucking Bob, Bobby, Bob yeah, Lazar, Bobby, Bobby Lazar. Yeah. You're saying, yeah, the shit he's been saying since the '90s, or it's not like he's been vocal this entire he's time. Put he's put out a couple. He's put out a couple documentaries though in the last few years. Two. Well, there's the one that uh, Jeremy Corbell made, uh, which is on Netflix, which tells the story. I hate Jeremy Corbell. He's he, he loves making UFO documentaries. Uh, they're pretty high production, but he just implants himself in the middle of it for no yeah. reason. Like, it's all about him. Yeah. Like, looking for, like, Bob Lazar's story. It's just like, can we just talk about Bob Right, Lazar? yeah. Like interesting enough and there's so much to cover but we don't need to see you walking back and forth texting showing scenes of him texting yes i thought there there was a lot of texting in that documentary there was a lot of texting and him trying to call the guy i thought it was going to be more about actually bob lazar but it was more that other guy yeah but if you want other references the original article that came out by george knapp in the 90s is great and uh even when he was on Joe Rogan Experience, they, they really broke down that story really well. Even though Jeremy Corbell was there too, he, <clears throat> they, he shut up for the most part. They let and let Bob Lazar tell the story because like it's not like he's out there all the time telling the story. Like it took a lot of uh, uh, persuasion to get him to do this new documentary, right. right? So he he came out in the '90s with this, and that's all you heard from him. Like he didn't want to be in the spotlight. He didn't want people hounding him. He wanted to get the story out, mostly because he feared for his life and his family. Just because he was leaving this mysterious program under, uh, you know, bizarre circumstances. And he was getting threats from, like, basically saying, like, keep your mouth shut about everything he worked on in this program. And he just didn't know what to do. And figured probably the best place to hide is in plain sight out here. Usually the is. So that's kind of... So that's kind of like the reasoning behind why he even came out and talked about, which when it came out in the 90s, yeah, it, just, it, it was pretty bad shit nutty. Uh, even when it came out this year, for the general public watching something like that, they're like, okay, buddy, like, sure. Like, <coughs> he looked deep enough. Like, he's, he's on to something. But this New York Times article that came out talking about everything that he talked about really backs the story up. So this story... It's talking about a uh, former task force that was run by uh, this dude, Luis Elizondo, 
who uh, came out, and he's the one who leaked these original UFO videos that uh, came out in 2017. You know, those from the fighter pilots, right? The Tic Tac. Uh, Tom DeLonge's, Tom DeLonge's fucking video. uh, videos. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's part of this whole thing, too. He, he's part uh, to the Stars Academy. Angels and Airwaves. They have a big part in Angels and Airwaves. Yeah, he got, he got some trouble. But then the Navy came out and admitted that, yes, these videos are indeed real. They were classified, but uh, they've decided to release them to the public to, you know, get the facts straight. But this new article is uh, revealing a lot more, which is very exciting. You know, they beat around the bush. You know, they can't get all the information because these are still classified programs. But they're really pushing... Uh, like the Pentagon to start releasing, and more it's a lot of retired. It's a lot of retired. It's a lot of retired generals and stuff that they quote in that article and stuff, right? Yeah, a lot of old dudes have been in this a long time, and I just you know they're sick of holding the secret. You know, it's normally hear it from they just tell a few buddies at a barbecue, <laughs> and that's as far as they get. But you know, this is something the par- This is something the the public needs to know. I think. I think so, especially in the crazy world that we're living in now. It's almost like with everything going on with the pandemic and COVID and the what America what America what America might be what that place is is just terrible and then they come out with this and it's like we should put all our focus into this as a planet like the whole planet should be into figuring out what's coming from other planets (laughs) right yeah because that's the thing they're because they they don't like I said they beat around the bush and they're like it's like there's they they're they're saying they have material from some something out off this world like something they've never seen before something they don't think like the technology yeah, like what does that mean have. though like what does advanced. that mean material like a piece of sheet metal or like an actual craft or like some sort of goo from an alien like what are we talking about that's what I mean they can have all of the above but they're being very vague about what they have because. Clearly, it's very secretive. Because um, they, because Tom DeLong and his team, they had, they managed to collect a fair amount of bizarre material and hand it over to the oh, army. I'm so sorry. The Pentagon to look at. I'm just doing Tom DeLong impressions. <laughs> so, I'm rooting for that. I'm rooting oh. for him, man. I, I don't like his angels and airwaves. But what a, but he's what a story. A what a story to go from just a, a pop punk superstar to alien leader. Starship Enterprise. I know. Fucking, what's it? What's, An alien nut. What's his, like, these alien nuts aren't so nutty anymore, No, it's right? like, because they're actually talking to these retired generals and stuff and being like, it's, yeah, it's real. So now, them saying that there's a material, what what's next? Do they say something, like, they just lead us on? Or are they going to actually show us what it is? Or what's next? I think that's possible to happen. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Um, a lot of this public uh, inquiry is being put on by diff- like uh, different senators. Like Marco Rubio is a big one. He's a Florida Republican who's uh, really pushing for them to release a lot more because they were briefed on this, uh, you know, maybe a month or so ago, and they were freaked out and they're like they want to know more. Uh, basically, as much as they can know, like as much as the government's actually willing to say, uh, which I don't think will be that much. Because uh, at the same time, I don't think the government wants to admit that they don't know too much either. Like they're 
if they've been collecting these crafts from the 40s and they still don't know what the hell's going on yeah exactly like, uh, that's a hard thing to admit for a country like america yeah no shit and they're also saying like they're not calling these aliens and they're not even like calling them some bizarre off-world thing they they're still thinking it's a possibility that it's russia or china with some super advanced technology that they've been keeping super top secret oh. even if that's true where did that technology come from could it be something they retrieved and they won the race to fit, how to you know reverse uh, engineer it and build their own or is craft? it just something that some like wiener elon musk wannabe just made in his basement could be just a highly advanced drone technology there could be nobody in the craft because the way the crafts like everything people are saying well and they have been saying for years is this is anti-gravity right. technology this is a, a craft that's able to create its own gravitational the guys force that... so it can just zip anywhere in and out without affecting anything yeah, the guys the that levitate bowling balls that i'm always talking about <laughs> yeah they they're on to it and so were the yeah, aliens because you see how some of these crafts move even in some of these recent videos like they're making maneuvers so quick like turns so quick if there's actually anybody in that vehicle and they're they don't have their own gravitational force like they're getting splattered on the side yeah of the right park. like physics doesn't right. work that way if there's anybody in it it could so be non-operational it could be just something that you put your your consciousness that, into and go for a spin that's what they think because if you want to go down deeper down the rabbit hole talk more about what bob lazar has reported that have seen uh what other countless people who have been a part of these programs have seen reported have seen <coughs> going all the way back to the 40s when they started finding these things dropping you know into how the desert. fucking because everyone roswell of course do you, do you know how fucking yeah. wild it'll be if like let's say this technology just gets figured out and released and then easily copied and then it's just in like everyday fucking life like all these extreme sports guys get onto it like travis pastrana and stuff just like i'm gonna get me a fucking space drone and just put my consciousness in it and go for like all these adrenaline junkies jumping off of bridges and stuff like no give me a fucking consciousness (laughs) fucking drone let me go for a ride around the planet ride around the universe so you think about this groundbreaking technology and your extreme like, sports. sports they can make fun extreme sports, sports man <laughs> it's gonna push extreme sports no anti-gravity technology <laughs> it's like putting helium in your tires oh it'll change it could change everything yeah anyway you were saying so yeah i don't think uh yeah i don't think humans possess any of this power yet but they're definitely trying and i'm sure the american government isn't the only one trying to reverse some of this technology because they aren't the only ones who have uh, recovered down crafts now because the states is so it's always big in the news when something happens in the states right you know they come out and say they have a ufo program oh my god it's huge but other countries like france uh like uh mexico uh russia even russia uh like they've had their files open for years like they're openly saying they have like they're not saying we have a craft and we're working on it, but they're they're reporting a lot more than the states have. They're a lot more open. Right. Who knows? Like Roswell, uh, Roswell's the big one in the '40s that everyone talks about. You know, if anyone's frame of reference, even if they just know a little bit about the UFO phenomenon, Roswell is obviously the one they talk yeah, about. Yeah, like that's um, pretty exposed. Story that's been tossed around so many times. It's 
but it's been told almost so many different times in so many different ways. Like, it's just muddled. Like, you don't know what's going on. But that's only one out of nine crafts that were recovered between 1942 and 1947 in that area. Like, that whole area in uh, New Mexico and Texas. Like, there's just shit dropping out of the sky everywhere. And, like, those incidents, they they managed to get to them, you know, hush everybody that, like, witnessed it and uh, get the crafts to it. Like a nearby airbase before anything big happened, but Roswell, you know, was uh, had so many witnesses it ended up in the newspaper, right? That famous newspaper, which, and uh, that managed to circulate around the world. This tiny like New Mexico newspaper, was such a sensational story, that ended up being flipped the next day, saying it was the weather uh, balloon, you know, the classic weather balloon, right? right? And so, uh, which I don't know if you've ever seen a, a weather balloon. It doesn't look like a UFO. Yeah. It's a big aluminum balloon. Yeah. And so many people seeing that and seeing those sightings is proof enough that there's foreign materials out there coming into our world. Like, like, if we've pretty much had proof since Roswell. Yeah. Like, if you, like, anecdotal proof of just people's eyewitness accounts, no matter how reliable they are is never going to hold up to scientific scrutiny. Because that's what people want in this, in this, uh, with this phenomenon, right? They want physical proof. They want goddamn ship. They want the remnants that they're talking about. They need to see oh, yeah. it. And we're slowly getting there. Like, we're, they're, if they have these claims of physical proof, and that's just the government. There's private sectors that have, that claim to have, uh, uh, recovered like pieces from crafts or slag, which is quite popular, which is like melted, um, like me- like melted metal, you know, extra heated metal that falls off some of these crafts that are witnessed. Um, Jacques Vallée, he's a famous UFOologist from France. Um, he always has a very alternative take to the UFO phenomenon, but he's a great example of a someone in the private sector who has a huge collection of all kinds of crazy materials that were collected from, like, supposed landing sites. Right. So he's not going to crash sites. He's going to places where, like, a giant egg came down from the sky with three legs and landed in the desert. And, like, a bunch of weird gnome-like creatures come out. You know, sounds like a weird story. But he's doing his goddamn work, and he's going there, and, like... He's finding evidence in the, like, where this thing landed in the desert, in the sand. He's, like, recovered slag. He's recovered, like, glass that has, like, is from, like, melted sand. You know, when sand gets so hot. That's how you make glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glass, right? But he's he's holding on to these things. Like, they've been studied by scientists, and, like, they can't figure out what half this shit is. But, like, he's not releasing it to the government, because you'll never see it again. Right. He spent his whole life collecting it. So he's just got to... So we're on our way. But, like, because of... We'll be getting this physical evidence. Yeah. That's, uh... I think... But do you think that the actual technology will be released? Like, are, the government's gonna... The military's gonna want to get their hands on how these crafts are made and start making their own right away if they're not already. Absolutely. Yeah, and I... You know... If what everything I've read, like th- that's been happening since the seventies, like trying to reverse engineer. There's a great book called The Day After Roswell. Um, it's um, he, it's an army general, 
working in like uh, as an engineer. You know, he's some high up there scientist genius. He's been in the army his whole life. Um, moved his way through the ranks. You know, he wasn't there when this Roswell crash happened. But in the 70s, he was given this giant filing cabinet that had all the information about the Roswell incident, including a list of all the items found in the craft and on the craft and everything they've studied so far in hopes that him and his lab can possibly reverse engineer some of the items that they found. So, like, for instance, um, these crafts were uh, driven by very small creatures, you know, He's, if you can picture the gray alien, it's about three feet right. tall. That's basically what they say. These recovered crafts, uh, that's what the pilots would have to be that size, looking at how big everything is within the ships. They, there's like there's chairs, there's devices. Doesn't, Bobby, doesn't fucking Bob Lazar claim to have a body? Wasn't his whole first documentary about the body that he had? No, no. He, he, uh, he saw... He, this is like a dubious claim of his... He's basically walking past a room where they might have been uh, doing an autopsy on an alien or had an alien. It was about that size, right? Um, he wasn't like... And like he saw it super briefly, he said. So it could have been a child, it could have been a dummy. He doesn't know. The fact that he even mentions it is, you know, kind of makes him seem a little wackier than he is. Because everything else he talks about, he could back up. Like the fact that he worked at this base. Uh, the people that work with him can back up that he worked there. Um, it's like, in the case with him, and with many others who have claimed to work on some of these secret projects, is, uh, they're not exactly like the Elon Musk super genius. <clears throat> it's not like they're this next level genius who can reverse this, like, no, most of the time they're pretty basic engineers. Uh, this guy, like, Bob Lazar is like a rocket scientist, right. essentially. They're just looking at people who kind of think outside the box. It's like, the amount of times they've probably tried to re reverse engineer this stuff the amount of like scientists they put it in front of being like can you figure this out we have no idea like and there's even claims that some of this technology has been reversed and put out to the world they think like computer chips fiber optics things like that was directly from reverse engineering some of these crafts it's weird because uh if you look at the because uh you look at the timeline of when all that technology started coming out <clears throat> it was right around the time when a lot of these like uh books are claiming that like some of these technologies are successfully being reversed and the next thing you know you're seeing computer chips pop interesting. up interesting you've seen companies like apple and microsoft taking off because of some of these new technologies now is that because they are actually reverse engineering these technologies or is it because the imagination of seeing the future in space and thinking of the Jetsons and how we get further in our technology pushes things along also. <clears throat> Are you saying that they actually yeah, did reverse well, things? Yeah, it's not beyond, like, humans need credit for <laughs> inventing incredible things, too. But the fact that a lot of high technology came out very close around no, the same yeah, time. Oh, yeah, it's interesting. Um... This is also happening all during the Cold War, so there are uh, U.S. programs like working their ass off to stay on top of the Russians. You know. The CIA was really big for creating all kinds of bizarre devices and spy devices. Like everything you saw in like Bond movies, where like you know a pen explodes, yeah. or like 
I can use this dental floss to swing across to this balcony. Like, I have a camera in my shoe. Like, that was all real shit that the CIA came yeah. up with. So, like, there's multiple teams of scientists in different, you know, divisions of the U.S. government and military. They're all working on something. And this reverse technology has probably been passed around over and right. over again. Just, just trying to crack, like, the... Just the propulsion system alone is what they really want to get. Because that'll be the game yeah. changer. Breaking that gravity barrier. And at the same time, they don't want that getting out to other governments either. Oh, yeah. Because, unfortunately, humans are shit, and uh, we're only going to use this technology for weapons. Probably to hurt other humans. Evil. Yeah, to hurt other humans. Yeah. Yeah. If we're getting this technology now, the way humans are now, it's probably not good. Yeah. You know, maybe... Maybe save this. Maybe the aliens are won't let this technology come out. Who knows? Maybe they're like they know humans aren't ready for yeah, this. Yeah, they're like they're not gonna let it happen. Every fucking nuclear fusion pineapple that's created, they're just gonna snuff out. Yeah, they're like we don't need these people in their ship zipping across the universe, coming to visit us and destroying yeah. our planet. Like let's, we need to keep them here and contained. For... Like, because that's what it feels like when you. You hear all these UFO sightings over the over the years, not just like the last hundred years, but like thousands of years. Bizarre crafts and creatures have been witnessed in the sky, and they're just keeping yeah. us here, keeping an eye on us. Maybe I like that theory that they would keep an eye on us, but also there's some fucky shit going on. Maybe they should step. Maybe they should step yeah. in. They're probably fucking scared to show their faces. <laughs> so I don't think disclosure's coming too soon. Uh, it seems like a very... If this is disclosure, it's very slow. The slow process. Just releasing these articles. Because these articles, like... I listened to an interview with the, the two writers, Leslie Keane and uh, Ralph Blumenthal. Um, two renowned journalists. Like, Ralph's like a... I guess, like a veteran at New York Times. Because it's not that easy to get an article into the new york times right especially one with this subject matter like you need so many yeah, sources you, you, and, need, like, you, you need, need some credit people yeah people need to be like everyone that gets it goes through multiple editors yeah. and to get this article through means like you've really done your work like this is yeah, bullshit. In your fucking times man it's credit that's credit so it's usually credible and, shit and leslie keen she's a uh, Leslie Keen wrote a book back in, uh, I think it's 2010 that came out. Uh, it's called, like, uh, where is it? I got her page here. It's a, one of the best books written about the UFO phenomena as far as, like, reliable sources. It's uh, UFOs. Generals, pilots, government officials go on the record. So this is one of the biggest collections of, I, the most reliable, I guess you could say, uh, you know, generals, people that work in the Air Force, People that are trained to fly and, and, and witness things in the sky and be able to identify right. them are people coming out and saying all this. You know, something where, like, like for a long time, it was pretty taboo to actually come out with these statements. Like, if you witness something, like, uh, in your plane or your jet fighter during a training mission, and you saw some crazy tic-tac, even though, even when it showed up on, on radar and other people see it, the best thing to do was not bring it up and not report right. it. 
because it was just such a headache at the time. But now they're it's completely reversed. So the program they're running now, uh, and the one previous are kind of making it more open to pilots and military men who have witnessed things like this to come forward, talk about their sightings, write a like an official report, and actually compile it. Because like, it's their sightings are increasing. Like as far as I understand, that's interesting too. Like there's more of these happening, especially around like military bases and off of like uh, aircraft carriers is very popular. Well, they'll see these Tic Tac things sitting up there for weeks, and every time they'll scramble jets or fire a light or a laser at it, the thing will just take off in like a second, in like a blink, it's gone. Interesting. Like the the fact that this was happening and like no one could talk about it. Like we've we've come a long way. Yeah, and who knows what you know what'll come out in the future. How much information, if these aliens are out there, if they are aliens or time travelers, interdimensionals, whoever is out there watching us and keeping an eye on us, at one point, like when are they gonna actually come down? Yeah. Like what? What are they? Are they preparing us? Is that why they're like abducting people? You know, let's just get them used to us one at a time, right? <laughs> let's, just, let's just go nab them one. It might take years, but like it's the only way. It to could do be it. time travel too. You're right. It could be time travel. It could be yeah. humans just in another timeline. But like, how much information does the public need to know? Like out, like out in the news and the media. Like, how many people need to start like looking into it seriously before like the aliens will actually come down? They're like, okay. We got Tom. We got Tom DeLonge's attention. How do we get everyone else's? <laughs> I hope. I yeah, hope uh, Angel and Airways like opens up. You know, for the aliens, like the aliens plan to come down. And it's like you know, opening up for the aliens. Angels and Airways. <laughs> everyone boos. But the aliens love it. We want blank. We. But want the aliens blank. love it. The aliens love Angels and Airwaves because they've been singing. That would be so disappointing. <laughs> like a, That's all they want to talk about. Band. It's just like the greatest band on planet Earth. It's like, can we just <laughs> listen to early Blink-182? Like, no, just Angels and Airwaves. Yeah. It's the new anthem of the universe. Yeah, they haven't even heard of it. It's the anthem of the universe. Like, God damn it, Tom DeLonge. <laughs> Is he just broadcasting it out, to the, out into space? It's the sound of the universe. Angels and Airwaves. All right, so I feel like this is a topic we can finally bring up to our moms and our dads and just everyone. I feel like like I feel vindicated a bit, like because uh, I've been obsessed with this phenomenon like my whole life, and like even in school I would do projects about UFOs and aliens, like that alien book that me and you read from for a while. Do you have it? The Field Guide to Extraterrestrials. I would do. No, I don't have it with me. But I did a project in grade four where I had like a big bulletin board with all the different aliens, all about them, where yeah. they're from, just presenting this to my class like it's all <laughs> real. And like half, the, I feel like half the class laughed and half the class is like freaked out. <laughs> yeah. But I clearly remember a few people making fun of me and uh, I, I got a message from actually a, someone I went to school with who was in my class in grade four because I made a Facebook post all about this article how excited it was and he sent me a he sent me a private message uh talking about two ufos he witnessed and sent me a video (laughs) 
I'm like, I'm like, you, you might have been the one making fun of me for this when I was a kid, but I forget who exactly. Finally, I can tell Brandon. I saw it. <laughs> I know. I'm glad I'm uh, might be considered the local expert. You're, so if you're out there and you got questions about the UFO phenomena, I'm your yeah, guy. No, I, can, I consider you an expert when it comes to this stuff for no reason other than the fact that it's all you fucking talk about. Yeah, it's a lot of reading, a lot of watching documentaries, but I would love the opportunity to actually go investigate something real. Uh, if this start, something happens local to me, I think I will definitely jump on it. If there's sightings, um, I found a really good place to look at the stars. It's actually an observation, observation, uh, observatory. That's it's an observatory. Uh, north of London, about a half hour. It's, it's on top of a hill, so I'm going to there more often. Just getting shots of the stars, but I'm definitely looking for. Oh, UFOs. is that where you've been going and getting those nice long exposures at night? You've been taking yeah, some yeah. nice nighttime photography, hoping to catch something. Are you? Yeah, it's been a while since I just sat back and looked at the stars. It's uh, it's very humbling. Yeah, something I recommend everyone does. Get it, get get out of that city, get out of that town, get away from the. Uh, I I and uh, go look at the universe. Yeah, for a while. we have some nice clear nights here, and it's just beautiful, and the moon's out, and the stars are out. I should take the camera out and do some long exposures at night more often. It's, it's a very calming hobby. It is a calming <laughs> hobby, and then one. And it just heightens my uh, chances of actually seeing a UFO out there. So, yeah, you gotta... You know, the sightings are increasing as long as you're paying attention to the sky. So you never know what you're going to yeah, see. Yeah, you gotta spend that time looking up. Yeah, always look up. Even though 2020 is a scary place and you want to look down, <laughs> look up. Keep looking up. <laughs> you might see a UFO. Keep looking up. Well, it sounds like there's more sightings oh. happening around. Like you said, more sightings in general. But I saw an article about more sightings happening in Canada, out west in Manitoba, and stuff. There's all sorts of sightings yeah. happening. And uh, that could also have to do with the fact with the uh, with this lockdown, people may be spending more time at home, more time in nature, actually more time looking at the absolutely. sky. Maybe they've been up there this whole time, but we're just so distracted on our phones and too much light pollution to actually really see anything going absolutely. on because uh the sky's full of weird stuff what seen any of these like nasa videos because they have a live feed from the iss and there's a whole team of ufo nerds that are watching this like a hawk like all the time yeah i can just imagine they have like big screens in their office i'm surprised screens, you don't have that set full up 4k so they could see yeah but um Apparently, NASA will cut their feet on and off here and there. Uh, coincidentally, when bizarre things show up in frame. <laughs> so, and like, this isn't new either. This, when they had cameras in the 90s, there's some really great footage of you could just see these white little orbs floating like over the face of the earth. Like, you could see the big face of the earth, clouds, and some land below. And you just see this white dot like traveling across, stopping, making really sharp turns, like, taking off. And like that's still footage you're like getting today, where just you'll see the camera, nothing exciting. You see a part of the planet, looks pretty. You get the night sky, nothing's happening. And next thing you know, just a light just flickers into existence out of nowhere, right in front of the camera, yeah, right above the Earth, and it just starts moving. Strange. And luckily, these UFO nerds, they're there. They're they're recording. Because the ISS generally cuts out when things like this happen, as if they know 
they're getting this on camera and they're not supposed to the public's not supposed to see that so there's certainly an effort to keep this from the public but you know but like you're you're right i'm proud i'm proud there's enough nerds out there now watching too so like enough people have jumped on the fucking bandwagon like you and have followed this since they were little kids and they're looking at the skies and they're gonna find them and they're gonna catch one of those little aliens yeah, don't go as far down the rabbit hole as I have, where you're, you're thinking there's actual fairies and elves showing up now, and they're all interdimensional, or they're like... I, I've gone down the rabbit hole and discovered more rabbit holes, so don't go as far as I have, but if you really want to get into this phenomena, there's a few really good documentaries. Uh, there's actually one coming out in the fall. It was supposed to be in theaters, probably won't be now, but uh, it, it does a very jo- good job discussing the ufo phenomenon and it is kind of made for the general public so it's not like a weird steven greer documentary where he's telling you that you got to go meditate for two hours in the desert to see a ufo like it's uh, it's a lot more informational not so right. wacky good sources so i believe it's actually called phenomena so keep an eye out for that i'll be watching i'll be watching <laughs> Well, this has been a fun episode. We'll, uh, yeah, man, we'll I think they're. I think they're out sweet. there. Right? You think, think they're out there? Here. What do you think, though? What are they? Are they aliens? Are they from another know. planet? I've been, your, I've been thinking about think time travel a lot more, so it could be time travel. Um, but aliens make sense, too. See, I like the theory. Uh, it's not necessarily. Um, popular theory uh, that it's a it's a lost civilization that once lived on earth evolved and grew on earth much like humans maybe slightly different from us possibly created a very high society managed to get into space create space technology before earth was struck by a series of cataclysmic events that completely wiped everything clear just created a new slate so anyone who survived that is now just stuck up in space and you know being stuck in space over thousands and thousands of years will probably mess with your body you know with that less gravity maybe your brain or brain will develop more and your body will shrink and uh, you end up looking like people not age or do they just keep reproducing in space yeah they could just have a big ass mothership in space like uh, there's an old sci-fi uh, book called uh, Rama or I think that's just what the ship's called but uh, it's essentially about this giant huge mothership out in space that has its own contained ecosystem and its own gravitational uh, force there so you can basically live inside there so you can imagine something like that just some just living up there waiting for the earth to heal itself and by the time you want to go back to earth you've lived in space so long your body's just so messed up your dna is mutated to the point where you're now a space creature and not a terrestrial creature anymore so maybe that's why they're coming and taking humans taking our dna and slowly creating a race that can yeah to figure out how to actually get back here and stay here I don't know, maybe. That's a, I like that theory, yeah. man. That's cool. So that, that's just a wild theory. That's, cool. that's a fun theory. That's that's one that's not that popular. Oh, yeah. but I liked on it. That was a good one to wrap up the episode. Um, yeah. Good episode, Bell. It's good to be back. 
Uh, be sure to give us good ratings, good comments on iTunes if you're listening on iTunes. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be back again next week with a new episode and the following yeah. weeks after that. No more breaks. Ching-ching. All right. What? Keep your well, eye on the doomed. skies. We're doomed. <laughs>